countless victims, a motive, and a name that sends chills down the body. We will be talking about history's most infamous and notorious serial killers and their victims. I'm your host, Kerrigan Herrett, and you're listening to KillerCast. evil, vile, and the product of a design to inflict a high degree of pain and utter indifference to human life. January 24, 1989, 7.16 a.m., a lone wooden chair, the hum of electricity, and a man whose sins can only be paid for in death. Theodore Robert Bundy confessed to killing at least 30 women over the course of just a few years. Bundy was a tornado that left no survivors in his wake. So he thought. Kathy Kleiner, a young woman with glasses and dark curly brown hair, is one of Bundy's only survivors. But even she didn't escape unscathed. On the chilly Saturday morning of January 14, 1978, Kleiner went out to a wedding. It was a normal, happy day filled with love. She returned to her room in the Chi Omega sorority house at Florida State University to get some studying in before bed. The room had a large window, twin beds on either side, and a small trunk filled with clothes and shared items between Kleiner and her roommate. I remember hearing my door open with a creak. And when it did that, I kind of woke up a little bit. The next thing I remember in quick succession was somebody tripping over that trunk and made a lot of noise. So I opened my eyes and I saw a figure of a person standing in front of me, dressed in all black. He raised his arm and it had a log on his hand, and he threw it down on my face. He just slammed my face with it. I remember feeling that it was a thud, kind of numbing. So while he was attacking me, my roommate Karen woke up in her twin bed. He went over across there to attack Karen and also hit her with the log that he hit me with. He heard that I was still alive, and Bundy never left victims alive. He came back, he hit me on the face, shattered my jaw. My cheek was cut and opened up to my ear so you could literally see through the cheek. And also I almost bit my tongue off. I remember seeing him standing there and then all of a sudden a bright light shone up into our bedroom. And I remember sitting just kind of balled up and I felt like I was screaming. The bedroom was located next to a parking lot. A car's headlights scared Bundy, and he fled. Bundy killed two women in the Chi Omega house and one girl 100 miles east of Tallahassee. Kleiner was in the hospital for six days. Bundy shattered her jaw, and she still has to have surgeries to correct the damage. Kleiner had to return to the Chi house to tell the police if anything was missing and help in their investigation. Without the police officers holding an arm under each of my elbows, I don't think I could have walked in. It was just very traumatic. And I saw the first door was Margaret Bowman's room. And she was the first person that Ted Bundy attacked that night. When I went by her door, there was yellow crime scene tape. And then I looked to my right, and that was Lisa's room, Lisa Levy. And her door was closed with crime tape all around it. And then I walked a couple steps down to my room, room number eight. And there was crime scene tape everywhere. The first thing I saw was blood everywhere. I mean, 
on the walls, on the ceiling, on the furniture, on the floor, on my beautiful bedspread that I had just gotten. It was it was just weird. I mean, it was like a movie. It was horrific. And I turned back to look at my room, to look at my bed, because I wanted to know that's that's where it happened. It didn't happen somewhere in my head. It happened in that room. Kleiner flew home to Miami with her parents to recover. She began working at a lumber yard to become accustomed to and unafraid of men. I said, well, you know, this is ridiculous. <laughs> you know, not every man out there is going to hurt me or attack me. Ted Bundy was later convicted of a triple homicide and sentenced to death. Following several stays of execution, it took nearly a decade for his death sentence to be carried out. Kleiner's story is not that of tragedy, but triumph. I have worked with healing myself so much. I wanted to put a person behind the devil. And I closed my eyes and I figured if I took a couple steps forward, if I had something to live for, something to go to, then Bundy was a couple steps behind me. And every time I could mentally put myself in that state of walking forward, he got further and further behind me. If there's anything I could say to anyone out there is we all have a strength. We all have a self-preservation strength in us and we just have to pull it up and get a hold of it and let us feel it and let it can kind of come into us. And that strength, no one can take away from you. So once you have that going for you, you can proceed. I was attacked by Ted Bundy. The Bundy does not control my story. I do. Thank you all for listening to the third episode of KillerCast. This episode was recorded on April 10th, 2019.